Holly G with the Golf Insiders for this edition of Tour Talk. We're going live out to Los Angeles and the 123rd U.S. Open as they prepare for Saturday's round. And it's my pleasure to have as my guest today the senior writer for Golf Week. He's the guy on the tour beat week to week, and it's a pleasure to have him on the show today. Adam Shupak, good morning. Good morning, Holly G. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much. So, it seems uh, the golf course is always under the microscope and often the main topic at the U.S. Open. And uh, Los Angeles Country Club uh, proving to be the same storyline on Thursday with uh, the lowest scoring average in a single U.S. Open round and, you know, two record-setting 62s by Xander Shoffley and Ricky Fowler, but it it toughened up a little bit yesterday afternoon. Adam got a little spicier, as we like to say. Uh, give me your take on the what happened between Thursday and Friday and the golf course. Yeah, it was like uh, the Bob Hope Desert Classic after the first round there with, with those 62s that you talked about and the low, and, you know, I think uh, they aired a little too much on the side of, of keeping it, they didn't, they didn't want to get a, I think this course is going to be fine, and, and it is a great course, and it's going to be tough, I think, this weekend. But they, I, th- I think they wanted to make sure they got through the rounds and that players, that they didn't uh, make it too difficult too too soon on the guys because this is the first time they played the U.S. Open uh, in Los Angeles in 75 years, and it's and the first time that LACC has hosted. Um, this is a, a private club that uh, kind of shrouded in mystery, but finally getting its close-up and uh, – you know, I think I think so far we've seen some pretty good golf out there. You know, to me, the measure of of a course and and how it stands up as a major test is the leaderboard. And I got to tell you, I'm loving this leaderboard heading into the weekend. We've got some really big names. We've got some popular figures. We've got some great storylines. If, if Ricky Fowler leading the way, he's birdied half half the holes he's played so far, which is incredible. We don't usually see that at a U.S. Open. I don't think that's going to continue. You got Rory McIlroy trying to end the nine-year slide that since he's won a major championship, trying to get to number five, and and so many other talented, uh, you know, big, you know, guys that have won majors before. Dustin Johnson, probably the most prominent of the live guys. Uh, Cameron Smith, I think, is dangerous out there at four under. Um, if he could have a hot one on Saturday, Scotty Scheffler, world number one, as his putter heats up. I mean, I think. I think he might still be my the guy I think could win it uh, come Sunday. He's at five under five back, so just a stacked leaderboard. So I think the course is doing what it's uh, was supposed to do, identifying the best players who's playing really well right now. And uh, as my uh, friend of mine noted, the sun is out today, this morning already. No June gloom, no marine layer, and so I think the course is going to play pretty tough this afternoon, and, and they've got uh, they've got it set up so that these guys are going to have to you know sep- I think it could help separate the uh, who's really playing the best. I love a course like this. It's such diversity, first of all, in the you know topography and the design and. Uh, New terms we're learning, barrancas and, uh, you know, the fescue around the bunkers. But, uh, you know, and also indicative of Xander Shockley's round yesterday, bogeys and birdies. You know, you're penalized if uh, you don't hit the right shot. And I think that's fun to see. 
I agree. And, and, you know, I think one of the keys this weekend is going to be who drives the ball well because I, I did our cut list story yesterday, and it felt like all the big names that were on that cut list, you know, from Jordan Spieth to Justin Thomas, if you were not if driving it well and getting it in the fairway, you were really in trouble, and you, you probably have the weekend if you were packing your bags unless you, you know, had some magical week. Uh, scrambling and, and making some putts on the green, you're going. You were going home, and so guys are going to. You know, these fairways are really wide, so I don't know what happened to, to those guys that were having trouble hitting the fairway. These are some of the biggest fairways probably ever at a U.S. Open, and uh, you know, but you know, this is a, a course where the angles matter. Um, you, you gotta you gotta golf your ball around this place. I think it's also somebody who has a really good wedge game should. Per- you know, probably has a good chance of prevailing because there's a lot of wedge shots here. Some some shorter par fours, some par fives where they got to lay up and are going to be hitting wedges in. So uh, I think those are two things that stand out. And I thought it would be a player who really had great imagination. So that's why I still think Cam Smith could be dangerous. You know, come the weekend. Uh, but this is a George Thomas uh, classic from the from the 1920s that that Gil Hans and Jim Wagner's partner and even Jeff Shackelford are our friend and fellow writer, uh, you know, who lives out here in, in uh, Los Angeles, helped with the uh, the renovation, I guess you could say, and I believe it was 2010. So this place has been waiting for this day for a while. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think the membership liked seeing those low scores. And, um, and But but I, I think uh, – I don't think there's going to – I don't think we're – you know, 10-unders leading now, I'm pretty confident 20-unders not going to be your winning total. I think, I think, I think Ricky Fowler would take 10-under – uh, you know, two more rounds of even par and, and, and take 10 under pretty well. I think it could be something more like seven, eight under wins this thing, but um, it's going to be fun to watch. As they like to say at a major, the trophy is not given out on Thursday, Adam. And speaking <laughs> no. of packing bags, uh, especially when it came to perhaps players we would have bet on because of their short game, you mentioned Jordan. Phil had a decent day on Thursday, a 69, and then, uh, you know, sort of lost his mind yesterday with a 74. Not sure what happened there. Uh, I was really surprised. Uh, JT just, you know, out of sorts after uh, having two great practice rounds. And Max Homa, a sad moment because, you know, a lot built up around Max and being in his hometown. Who who were surprises in, in your book? Yeah, you know, you mentioned uh, Max, and, and he just he's had a break, big breakthrough, and he, he plays so well in, in, in California, his home state. You know, he's won four times on the PJ Tour just in California alone. But, you know, he has not done anything in the majors. I, I'm not sure what, what it is, but I, I asked him about it, and he said he was, you know, going to have this different mindset and not put so much pressure on himself if he makes a bogey note. He knew he was going to make some bogeys, but he was going to – focus on trying to, you know, not let that get get to him. I don't know if that was part of the problem, but his, his short game is the reason he's off. He, he was 5 for 13 and scrambling, shot 76 yesterday. And um, I think I think he's got to be, you know, still trying to figure out. Some of these guys, um, the majors, they just, I think, put too much pressure on themselves. And I can think of a bunch of guys, you know, like a Billy Horschel has won seven times on a PGA Tour, but really hasn't, except for his, you know, first – you know, go early in his career at, uh, at when he played so beautifully at Marion, really can't get into the, the major major trophy hunt. And, uh, you know, these guys, they want it so badly. Uh, 
you know, I think, I think, I think uh, Justin Thomas was shocking to see him. You know, I think he only beat three players for yeah. eighty one yesterday. And, he said he was yeah. embarrassed, Adam. He, he had to make a birdie on his thirty uh, fifth hole of the of the two days just to avoid the worst round of his entire career. He shot eighty two back in two thousand sixteen at the uh, RBC Heritage, but. Yeah, really, really surprised to see. I mean, he hasn't been playing his, playing great golf, so um, it's not it's not that surprising to see that he wasn't a factor in this one. I, I didn't. I was a little. I, I'm. A, I'm I know something's not right at the moment with him, and he's. He, but he's going to figure it out. And that's what he said. He's like, I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to be better because of it. But yeah, he did say he was embarrassed and, and uh, at his new, at a low, lowest point right now after shooting that big number. Well, somebody who's got it all working right, and he's been at the low of the lows. Ricky Fowler, so popular, so great to see him playing. You know, just at the top of his game again. He said he's he's feeling like he's you know back to 2014, 15. His play has reminded me a little bit of the Players Championship. You know, just the way he's striking his irons and seems to have that flat stick. You know, rolling. And then Rory, this this course just seems to be meant for him. Interestingly, you were saying, you know, the fairways are so wide open. But I heard in some of Rory's comments yesterday that he'd gone back to some of his old tape from, I think, 2014 Hoy Lake, I think he mentioned, uh, where he said he was playing more conservatively using irons and three woods off the tee and that uh, he realized, you know, for this, for this tournament, he, he just didn't need to be so aggressive with his driver. It seems to be working. Yeah, his, his driver has been a problem of late, so I, I think that's a, a wise decision to what he's doing because you you got to be in the fairway. If he can keep it in the short grass, um, you know the fact that what you said in the beginning, all those bo- bogeys and birdies, that's you don't see that too often at a U.S. Open, but that's kind of Rory's game. He he he'll make some bogeys, he'll make some doubles even, but he can make a ton of birdies, and if he can keep doing that, it seems like. LACC is the type of course where that ha- where you can do that. The way Ricky played yesterday, uh, I mean, he hardly made any pars. Pretty right. incredible. Right. Um, so I think the the venue is setting up better than I thought it would for Rory. I, I, I kind of questioned how you know when he was at Riviera, he didn't bother to come check it out. He didn't come in it. He, he didn't see the course until Monday, and he seemed pretty good, pretty comfortable with that. Whereas I think, uh, you know, a guy like Wyndham Clark, we shouldn't forget about Wyndham Clark. He's going to be in the, the final group on Saturday. Um, he, fl- he flew in last week and played a practice round with a, a, a member and, and got a lot of local knowledge and felt like, it felt like he played, he said, 36 holes out here. And, and I think, you know, I always thought, go back to Jack Nicholas used to spend a week going over to the British and, and playing a course ahead of time or getting ready for the Masters and stuff. Um, guys don't really do that as much anymore. Maybe occasionally with Augusta, but uh, it seemed like Phil Mickelson would do some stuff like that. I remember him going to Baltusrol and picking the brain of the club pro there and right. winning the PGA. But, um, you know, I just think that, if, you know, knowledge is power, and, and I, I give Wyndham Clark credit for it, but for Rory, it seems like he likes to just go in blind, and, and, it, and that seems to work just fine for Brooks Kepka at a lot of these majors. So I guess, it, you know, it depends on the player, but, um, you know, I, I think Rory, I, I still want to see him, how he plays this, you know, I'm still not convinced that uh, 
you know, he just seems to, on Sunday, he just hasn't had that killer instinct that he used to have. And so Agreed. I mean, I'm interested. To, I, I want to see how he plays. It would be great. It would be a great story to see him get another major. And, and you know, he's, this has been a, an interesting time for him with, with him being kind of the tour spokesperson on all this stuff with Liv and the PGA Tour and, and what's been going down of late. Wouldn't we, wouldn't we all uh, feel that he was deserving to win this major? Uh, Dustin Johnson has a quad on number two, Adam. I mean, this guy, you know, take his pulse. <laughs> you know, he just, he rallies back with, uh, what, four birdies, five birdies. He birdied 18 and uh, puts keeps himself in position coming into the weekend. Yeah, and he, he, you know, Dustin doesn't usually say a lot of great stuff in the press conference after, but he's describing how he made that uh, snowman on number two yesterday. He said, I, I chunked it, I chunked it, I bladed it. You know, it, was, it sounded like he, he's one of us for at least one hole in right. um, But, you know, to me, the fact that he hasn't won three majors yet is, is just incredible. Think of the opportunities he's had along the way and, and just the talent that he has. He, he is definitely, uh, you know, I feel like ever since he won the Masters, we thought maybe this would be the start of like a run of majors that he won, but he just kind of disappeared. His game, even before he left uh, to go to live last year, he had, he had been in a slump and, and really hadn't hadn't done much. And um, yeah, it feels like he hasn't really been a factor in a major in a, since since that Masters. And uh, I think he's he's right in there. And, and it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Dustin Johnson getting a second U.S. Open title. Well, I don't know what fires him up, but maybe Brooks getting that fifth major does. He's now making a mark, and he's made it loud and clear. You know, he wants he wants to get the double digits. Brooks was whining a little bit yesterday, Adam. What the, you know? What was his state of mind? And he had some thoughts on the course. Yeah, he didn't like the blind, the blind, a lot of blind shots. Um, you know, the sixth tee shot being one of the real real neat ones. Uh, I think people enjoy watching that this weekend, how guys attack that drivable par four. You know, Suck it yeah, up, Brooks. It's only blind the first time, Brooks. So, right. you know, this will be your third and fourth time playing those holes. He should, he should be okay. You know, he just – he didn't – his iron game looked off to me on, on Thursday. I didn't get a chance to really watch too much of him uh, yesterday. But he's, he's right – he's in – He's in pretty good shape, I think, at even par. It's not, you know, ten strokes is is not that difficult to make up if he could go, you know, have a couple low ones the way, you know, he shot the best score on both Friday and Saturday uh, at Oak Hill, which is which is why he ended up with the title. If he can do something like that on the weekend, boy, it's not out of the question. He's he's been playing so well this ever since, you know, he's starting to feel good with the with the body again, and and uh, he's got a lot of confidence, you know. I think there's still some some guys ahead of him who are going to make him really have to go out and earn it. But uh, he, he's got the game. He just hasn't showed it so far if some putts can get driven. I, I watched him on Wednesday practicing his, practicing his putting, and, and he really seemed to be struggling. So that's why he wasn't kind of my pick for this one. But, uh, you know, we, we've seen him turn it on pretty easily. So final question. Uh, Xander Shoffley probably has one of the best records uh, in in the Open and yet to win, yet to notch his first major. What do you think it's going to take for Xander? I think 
think just more of the same. Uh, uh, the way he, I really like the way he's striking it so far. I was a little surprised he started to, to slip a little. Um, you know, he started to slip a little towards the latter stages of his second round. Uh, but after, but other than that, I really like the way he played, and he bounced back to get those birdies to get it back to an even day. Um, it's tough to shoot two low ones in a row. I think he's you know really well positioned having a lot of confidence, San Diego native, uh, you know, his dad's, his dad's coached him his whole career, and it'd be a pretty cool place for him to finally get that major. He's got, you know, won a, won a gold medal, so we know he's got the, he's got the medal to uh, come through on the weekend, and, and uh, I think, I, you know, I think he could be right there come Sunday. As we wrap it up here, you know, Harris English, you know, but not the flashiest guy, but great game sitting right there in the mix. And somebody I'm so impressed with coming out of the blocks here, Sam Bennett. What do you think of Sam? I think Sam's of the uh, Dustin Johnson model. I mean, he just goes out and does it. He can't really explain what he's thinking, or he just he just goes out and knows how to get the ball. Plays in the his golf. Uh, yeah, he's there's nothing too flashy about it, but. This guy has uh, made the transition from college to the pro circuit look really smooth and, and uh, seamless the way he played at the, at the Masters. And, you know, he's the only guy after 36 holes in the top 10 at both the Masters and the U.S. Open. Uh, that's, that's pretty that's impressive, pretty, Adam, wouldn't yeah, you say? Yeah, that says something. That says something. I think, I think we're going to be, uh, be talking about this kid for a long time to come. All right. Well, it's a, like you said, just a jam-packed leaderboard, the, like, the way we like to see it. And this is when I ask you to throw your dart, Adam. Who are you picking to raise that trophy on Sunday? All right. I was, I was going to go Scotty Shuffer, but after what I just said, I feel like Xander. I feel like Xander. Um, is, is, um, if, you're, if you're making me choose one, gun to my head, I'm going with Xander Shuffley. All right. I, I think that's a pretty good pick. We appreciate your time so much. Adam Shupak from Golf Week. Read all of his stories at golfweek.com. Thanks so much for your time, my friend, and have a great weekend.